to myself at 845-367-2959. Unfortunately, this was another week of trying times. Our fellow brothers and sisters are being slaughtered literally in Eretz Yisrael, on the Gaza Strip. As much as we try to stay away from using such graphic and atrocious words, unfortunately, there's no other words to describe and depict the dismal and dark times we're living through May Hashem be mahapech, may turn them over soon. But for now, unfortunately, this is what we're going for. This is what we need for a tikkun as a chidim, as individuals and as a whole. For whatever reason, we don't understand, but this is the reality. Well, we hope that the violence of the barbaric terrorists would end soon. Unfortunately, it's ongoing and it continues. It started Simchas Torah and it's already four weeks later, Pashas Veira. And every week we turn to the Torah the truest and our only guiding light in order to direct us in how we can stay strong and firm even amongst all the turmoil that's going on. And this week, I think it's Pasha, it was a no-brainer to turn to the greatest episode of slaughtering of all time, not Karbanas, not of animals, but of a person's own son, Avram Avinu. He was commanded to slaughter his own son Yitzchak, Akedah Yitzchak, the 10th, the highest, the hardest of all Ten Commandments. And I think if we turn there, of course, without firm, concrete answers, I'm not here to provide those. I don't have those. I don't think anyone does. But at least for some guidance, at least for some ray of hope, some ray of clarity, we can turn to, even during these times. On the surface, the commandment to sacrifice one's own son appears unfathomable and unparalleled. There's no greater Nisayan that one can be faced with. Le'eleinu. But Avram was. He was faced with a tzivui from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, from Hashem himself. Hashem told Avram, Kachnos bincha es Take your only son, the one you love Yitzchak, and take him on an altar and slaughter him. And while every child, son and daughter, is so cherished and beloved by their parents, there was a special, unique relationship that was found between Yitzchak and Avram, which was that Yitzchak was the only son, the only chain in the link to continue the legacy of Avram Avinu. It was his only chance. Yeah, Avram Avinu was tested to go and shecht his son. The Nisayan, the magnitude of this test, is simply incomprehensible. We can't imagine, we can't fathom the angst, the pain, the test, the ultimate test that Avram Avinu was tested with of shechting his beloved child, his only beloved child. And that's why we can understand why this is Akedah Yitzchak why on Yom Kippur we evoke this specific episode, Zechar B'Yis Avram because we need this Chos Avis. It's the highest level, the epitome of bittel, nullification, of servitude to Hashem, Zeratzen, to whatever Hashem wants. The firmest example of Amunim B'Tachin. Yet, even after all of this, the Beis Alevi asks a profound and fundamental question, which we must address, which is as follows, that throughout history, that the history of Kaliso, we find numerous people and instances where they were Moshe Nefesh, where they Mamish gave up their lives for Kadesh Baruch Hu. We find it, the Gemara Bava Basra talks about the Haruge Lod. We find this with Chana and her sons. 
that she was willing to give up their lives for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you look over the past thousands of years, and there are many, many episodes of dying to give up one's life for the sake of heaven. Just to digress for a moment, we don't really have to look so far back to people that have given up their lives for Kiddush Shamayim. Rechaim Shum Levit says, he writes, every single soldier that goes to war and puts their lives on the line, when they die, when they go to the next world, they go to the Olam Emes, there's a certain special mechitza, a special enclosure that is closed off from the rest of the Olam Emes, special for them, for people that died, Akidashem Shamayim, that cannot even be seen, forget about they can't be entered, they can't visit, it simply cannot be seen by other people. In the Emes. Why? Because people that give their lives up for the protection and for the good of Kalayisol and for the Ratzon Hashem, the Kalayisol should be able to thrive and grow and perpetuate. People who are Moise Nefesh for that simply deserve more, better, greater, and holier. And therefore, there's this special exclusive partition, Mechitza, in Oilam Emes that is designated for these Kedoshim. And especially in recent times, the past few weeks, especially this past week, where we've witnessed the loss of dozens precious young lives. These were young men who had their entire futures ahead of them, but they were determined to make sacrifices of their time, of their youth, of their energy, and tragically, not by their own plans, but ultimately their lives. Operating machinery, wielding guns and fighting for our protection, they made the ultimate sacrifice for the Klal and for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. These young men, these young soldiers, had their entire lives before them. Once they stepped onto the battlefield in Gaza, the deafening gunfire and the relentless machinery of war brutally shattered those dreams, and their lives were tragically cut short, leaving a lasting void in the hearts of the entire Klal Yisrael. And regardless of their past, whether they did mitzvahs or not, they will merit that special mechitza in Shemaim. And it's not only them, the soldiers themselves, they were Moisa Nefesh for Klal Yisrael and for Kaddish Baruch Hu. But it was their parents as well. Their parents that on October 7th knew good and well that it's, if not probable, but at least possible, that on that day, it'll be their last chance to hug their precious child, to share a kiss or to exchange a word. They too made the ultimate sacrifice, offering their own children, L'Shem Shemayim. May Hashem avenge their blood. But returning to the question of the Beis Alevi, the question is, we see, we're seeing unfortunately, once again, a manifestation of the Kedis Yitzchak, of parents, of children themselves giving up their lives for Kaddish Baruch Hu, the soldiers, the parents, Moiser Nefesh on the highest level. So asks the Beis Alevi, what's so astounding? What's so incredible? Not Chas Shalom to underscore or to undermine the incredible act of going with his Rizos, with zealousness, to be makrev, to sacrifice his own son for Hashem. But nevertheless, we do have to understand that if soldiers in 2023 can do this, and people in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, and in the Gemara, and Khan and her children, this is something that has been done over time. So the Bechir Sheba Avis, Avram Avinu, if he was, he was the holy, holiest, the quintessential, the pinnacle of Kedusha of Betachon, of Chesel Avram. He was a man, renowned for his kindness. He didn't give up. He downed for Sdaim. The Achnas' Archim was limitless. He was a Tzadik Adar. So wouldn't we be able to expect of him the same thing, that he should be able to pass this test as well? If others throughout all the generations demonstrated such resolves, seemingly a tzaddik of Avraham Avinu's stature could do the same thing. So the base Levi enlightens us that it's true. The godless, the greatness, the underlying gavros, hanefesh, conquering and overcoming this battle didn't lie in the physical act of the Akedah that we've seen 
And we see it now. The ultimate godless, the underlying greatness of this Nisayan was the fact that even though the most glaring and obvious questions and contradictions were there after Hashem commanded Avram Avinu to go shech this child, he nevertheless didn't flinch. Avram Avinu was 100 years old and Sarah was 90. And they had their miracle child Yitzchak. And Hashem told them, Hashem told them, look toward the heaven and count the stars. If you're able to count them, so shall be your offspring. Hashem made Avtacha, a divine promise to Avram and Sarah, that you will have offspring. From you will come the Shvatim. From you, Kai Sol be Makabal the Torah. From you, Kai Sol will go into Eretz Yisrael. From you, Malchus based David and Mashiach will emerge. All of a sudden, they're faced with a commandment, a tzivoy, to go shecht this son, this link to the future, says the Beis Alevi. The fact that Avram Avinu didn't flinch, that he remained in his unwavering resolve in the face of uncertainty and confusion. The fact that he did not allow his heart to ponder or inquire, and that he made sure that his sole focus was on fulfilling the Ratzon Hashem, and that nothing else was able to creep in or infiltrate. Nothing else mattered, nothing else bared any significance, and nothing could deter him. And with that unwavering Amunim Betachin, he went with his Rizos, and he prepared his donkey, he took his knife, and set out for Har HaMariah, fully committed for one thing, for Dvar Hashem. The Abish Zakt, Hashem said, I have to go and do this mitzvah to bring my son as an offering. That's all that mattered. And all of the questions, uncertainty, confusion, things to ponder, they were put on the back burner. They were put aside. Right now is not the time. Says the Beis Halevi, this was the greatness, this was the beauty and the true overcoming in the Nisayan of Akedah Yitzchak. Yes, there were others that gave up their lives, Al Hashem, and there are those that are doing so now. But the Talich, the way it's done, without any questions, even when they're so obvious, when things seem so contradictory, when Avram Avinu could have asked, Hashem, how can you command me to shech my son? But you told me that you told me that this is my link to future Dairis. So Hashem, you're up, Gifrecht. Hashem, I have a cash on you. <laughs> never, never did Avram allow his heart, his mind, his brain, anything to exhibit, to feel such thoughts. And certainly, he didn't express those. He didn't say anything. He was never mahar her beliboy, says the Beis Alevi, of such things. And for that unwavering strength, that firm betachen, that's what we look at. That's our role model of Amun betachen, that Avram Avinu remained undeterred from all the uncertainty and seeming contradictions, and instead turned to one thing only, which was Ratzon Hashem. That was the godless, that was conquering Akedah Yitzchak. Now while it's always difficult to apply these lessons, the highest levels of Amun betachen, and resolve and resilience of our forefathers to us, I'm talking to myself, I'm just sharing it with you, but I think that we can draw inspiration, we can draw chizik from here to our current situation. We have questions, we may feel contradictions, there may be forces that are attacking our moon and bitachin, that are saying, look, how could this be? And we're not going to go into those questions. They talk for themselves, we don't have to discuss them, but they're there. As hard as it may be, we have to look to the others and how they dealt with these situations. And Avram Avinu, Remain focused on one thing, that voida in front of him. While we are experiencing similar feelings of questions, of uncertainty, of contradictions, they may be there, but we can't lose sight of the emes. And that's the voida in front of us. That's the be mamshech, to continue in our voida Hashem. Continue 
increasing in our Vedas Hashem, doing for our brothers and sisters in our Tisrael, doing for ourselves. The questions, ultimately no one has answers. All we have is the Torah. And the Torah tells us, Avraham Avinu exemplified, that the way to go is sometimes by putting the questions aside. He had many questions, but he didn't ask them. He didn't let his heart go astray, lose focus. We have to do the same. And the more we connect and stay plugged into the Emes, into the Torah, into mitzvahs, the answers will come and clarity will set in. And while this may not be the best answer and the best approach, put the questions aside, this is what Avraham Avinu did. He had questions, but he didn't ask them. We too, we may have questions. How? Why? What's going to be? How can this be? But sometimes we have to remain strong. We have to just put them on the back burner. Wait, we'll get there. Hopefully very soon. We'll hear all the answers. We'll hear all the clarity that we've been waiting for. From Mashiach Tzidkenu. I thank each and every one of you for listening. I hope you all enjoyed. And I wish you a wonderful Shabbos.